Enjoy the show. Play on the channel. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness drops a trailer during the Super Dude, Just- the Scroll good. the fuck down. We're going for the trailer. Motherfucker! Wanderers in the in the wild, robe wearing elves, which kind of sounds a lot sexier than they probably intended. Hold on, I have to go to just these three guys to make it. Yeah, that's it. Wow, three guys, five channels. That's almost porn. This is actually the two hundred and ninety second Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation, ladies and gentlemen. We are the only podcast to fuck up binary. We are the Triforce Podcast, of course, and I am your host, Matthew V. Braille, the Matt Man. In the Perjanger box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man, our omnipotent presence that is, big brother, producer, Stephen B. And of course, you may actually see Katarina Thermoscara, our wonderful woman, popping up. Uh, it's an ever-changing Perjanger box. But tonight, we have a lot of great stuff for you. A benderless future, Super Bowl trailer dump, $60,000 Star Wars VHS, and so much more on the Triforce podcast. And, of course, we want you to hop on over here to PJANDWH.com, where if you click this button that I'm covering right here, you will find the very absolute most funniest moment from last week's Triforce podcast. Scroll up a bit there. Uh, which was Triforce podcast, okay to senpai, no to hentai. And uh, last week's Lug Nuts podcast, which was uh, Bugatti Vice Grip copying homework. That last Sunday's live cast is yet to be popped up there. But in that funny moment there, you will actually see the how we got to the new ownership of the Harry Donut. It's uh, under it's new management. It's stitching. Bitches be stitching is the their motto. <laughs> they have very good food. Michelin one star. Um, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Someone got their palms grease. A new manager. Welcome to Clips Don't take no for an answer. <laughs> you know. Go it's, ahead. Step across the line. You know what? It, plenty of room it was, out back. It was like Sopranos. That's how they got that shit. Um, Don't ask no question. <laughs> you remember the game? Sopranos, the game. Oh no. my god, that was that was so. I was shitty. playing Mafia Two the other day. Oh man, Mafia One was great. Mafia yeah. Two was well, Mafia One annoyed me at the end. I don't Mafia Two was why. Vita Scarletta. Mm. I didn't play that. that was twenty ten. That was uh, Miami. That one? No, that was Empire City. That was like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mirroring was, New York. Was that, Miami was three. That, that was the one where yeah, you got Miami speeding State. tickets? Yeah, you can get speeding tickets. You can two. get speeding uh. tickets in one and two. You could only go so oh, yeah, fast in I one. Playing that game. That was, yeah, the that speed was limiter. I don't, I don't, need, two, I don't yeah. need speeding tickets in my video game. They had great action combat, though. They had really great action combat. Like Very good story, though, I will say. Like the action you're going to find on the second tab, Walljanger Gaming, Sunday to Friday. You'll find myself at Big Brother streaming. I'm going through the Old Republic, which, the Old Republic, I got stuck on a mission, and it was, like, after the main, like, you go to all these planets, and now you're trying to find the Emperor. Uh, you go to a planet with, a, you know, a little Yoda tells you to go to uh, go to support the fleet, and you have to save a Jedi prisoner. 
the thing I really loved about this mission was that the Jedi prisoner you were saving was fucking Revan. And then the Force ghost that talks to you is like a female version of the exile from the second game. And I'm like, what? You did, you just dropped that? And they just tied in both games like, boop, boop. Yep, Revan's still alive. He was trapped in a prism, a Force prism, and, uh, you know, suspended in time and animation. And there he is right there. He did not look like how I designed him. No. A little bit more sickly. It's probably the prism, though. But, but the Force you know what Ghost. That means? They can bring anyone back at any time. Yeah, the Force Ghost exile. I thought, oh my God, when you tied all that in together, oh, dude. I'm I'm about to subscribe to that bitch because that's a really good game. Even ten years old, I'm still willing to give Hashtag you my money. Hashtag code word justice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it just really impressed story. me. But contact the team, and uh, obviously, want to hop over to our first story, which kind of impressed me a little bit. Um, Futurama has revived at Hulu with almost the whole original cast. Almost. Who didn't make the cut? Well, Fry, Leela, Bender are set for more 31st century adventures after the months of negotiations. Hulu has finalized deals for 20 new episodes of Matt Groening and David X. Cohen's cult animated sci-fi comedy, Futurama. It's to premiere in 2023 on the streamer. In addition to Groening and Cohen, set to come back is the majority of the series' voices, including cast uh, Billy West... Katie Seagull, uh, Tris McNeil, uh, Maurice LaMarche, uh, Lauren Tom, Phil Lamar, and David uh, Herman. Missing from this list is uh, one of the main three lead voice actors, which is Don, uh, John DiMigoa, who voiced the foul mouth robot Bender. Oh, I know Bender. I lo- everybody loved Bender. But uh, the role is currently being recast ahead of the first table read on Monday. Oh, that's fine. I mean, John uh, DiMaggio. Look, yeah, yeah, he, well, uh, yeah, they, he also voiced uh, Marcus Phoenix. But they recast all the work. time. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, whatever. Just to what, What's Nolan North be doing? Be consistent. Whatever you're doing, just pick someone. Just, just get Nolan North in there. He could probably do it. Uh, he does I everything. You need... <laughs> Just put Mark Hamill in. I'm, I'm sure he could do it. You know what? Maybe <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. We'll just settle yes. for Gilbert Godfrey and move on. Um, but right <laughs> Disney got this over the Fox acquisition. They're putting it on Hulu because why not? And uh, for Futurama, whose 20 episodes are expected to run in two batches. This marks the third revival. It's also the third beloved Fox animated series to find new life following Family Guy, which was revived by Network after a strong DVD sales, and American Dad, which has become a staple on TBS. I'm really surprised all three of these shows. Well, I mean, two of the shows I'm really surprised are still there. And then you look at The Simpsons and you're like, my God, you're still going? Yeah. No, they're not. They're not still going. No. No, years ago they stopped. I thought they still had a couple new episodes when they went to Disney Plus. No, they did the yeah, shorts. They're still, they're still pumping them out though. They got plenty of material. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I was pretty sure the Simpsons was still going. That's uh, they, they, I didn't think they stopped that shit. 
That was a big thing for Fox. And then, obviously, you know, Disney Plus got them on their streamer, so everybody was just watching all that old content just right there. So, too big. No. No. American too big. Dad. No. Go you know away. what, man? That, that's bigger than Doctor Who. No, yeah, that's too... Sorry, it's too big. <laughs> Can't... Nope. And I mean all of Doctor Who. Like, classic and You still got more Simpsons episode, bro. Like, oh. You got to be dedicated to watch all those classic Or masochistic. Episodes. Jesus. That, that, I don't even think Chris would do a full rewatch. Of the classic episodes? Classic and new. Like, all the way to catch up. Would you start from one? I mean, when you're talking one, are you talking like black Tracy and Ullman white show yeah. one? Tracy Ullman show. Oh my God. Yeah. Those, are, those shorts are unbearable. All the way back to one. Would you start? Um, I mean, the therapy episode on season one was always classic. Oh yeah. Where they, where they were shocking each other. Yes. <laughs> there was a good couple episodes, like very classic episodes, even in the earlier days when it was like classic animation and they were clearly drawing Yeah, well, that they shit. were more focused on Bart than they were Homer. When they pivoted finally to Homer and yeah. the, the and the stupidity that yeah. ensued from him, yeah. the show just just shows legs just grew. Because like remember everybody was like because you had the Simpsons, like the, the Simpsons sing along tape back in the like the early, the late, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Like doing the Bartman, like all that shit. Like that was just, that was like the first five years of the Simpsons. And, and, oh, yeah. and it was going yeah. very quickly down. As an anime I was equivalent, there, I remember it. As an anime equivalent metaphor, uh, the Simpsons is like One Piece, where yeah. they're just like, yeah. yep, keep ordering up, just keep going, pump them out. Like, I mean, Futurama, I've always thought was better. Like, at first, I thought Futurama was better than uh, Family Guy. At this point, it's probably more just social commentary than yeah. actual story. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but Futurama, you have that. I mean, Bender was so awesome. They should really. With, well, with, it was it was crude and the, intelligent humor at the same time. They had yeah. like and 13 you, PhDs working on the fucking in the on the show. I don't care how many PhDs you have working on it. Make it funny. Make yeah, it and they did. It was so funny and clever. And my God, I mean, besides that one dig they did at the Dave Matthews Band, to where he's like, oh, my God, all my ideas are right. Yes, besides the Dave Matthews Band still sucks. They fucking, <laughs> they fucking rock, okay? That, that was the only thing I disagreed with Futurama. But I really love that show, and I really appreciate how they're bringing it back. Um, giving it a third shot, because... I didn't really watch the uh, too much of that second run. Uh, that there was that Adult Swim thing that yeah, no. they yeah. got Family Guy brought back, and then they brought Futurama back, and then it was it didn't quite hit like that those original episodes did. Where Family Guy, it, it was Seth MacFarlane just kind of fucking spitting off that social commentary and that and uh, at the time original format to that Family Guy was. You had yep. those side cutaway clips, and you had this interesting story. And then, hey, we actually evolved the town and all that. Look, there's the hairy donut. Now, clits and kilts. They fu- they f- weave that in there. And well, they were we weaving make it in town. with the emergence of uh, social media, mm-hmm. how it mimics people's uh, flipped attention. Like I, I, I tuned into like one, I saw one. Uh, Simpsons episode just passing on TV and it was like Lisa commenting about it like on a cell phone and I was like Jesus fucking Christ the Simpsons like they just kept those kids young 
Neverland Ranch style, giggity, and just fucking just no kept giggity. farming them out. Yeah, no giggity. But, you know, they just kept changing and updating that content, keeping the, all the characters the way they are and the age they are. And there's that kind of classic style that all three of them did with that because Futurama did it too. Everybody stayed the same. Herbie's. Um, fuck. Uh, the grand, great, 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 great grandson. Um, <laughs> the old guy. <laughs> He's like you, but with a point in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, professor. Um, uh, yeah. Fry? Uh, no. No. Fry, well, I mean, fries. Fuck. Take why my money. I, why do I forget? Goddamn, forget that now. Brain farting. Um, yeah, I always like Doctor Zoiberg. Yes. The, what was he? A lobster? Zoiberg. He was like Zoiberg. Kind of like a lobster, and like he had like weird tentacles in front of his mouth, so he was kind of hentai. I don't know. Um, but you know. Anyway, we're getting no, more Futurama. Another thing we're getting. Well, it's this next this next story. Because we actually get a little sneak peek of uh, Black Adam and our first look at Hawkman as well as Dr. Fate. You wow, can, he looks animated. Doesn't he? You can check out the trailer below. Um, Black that Adam star. That costs $2 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Black Adam star Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the title role is a spinoff of 2019 Shazam and will mark his debut of Eldis Hodge as Hawkman and Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Other than confirming the cast members that also appear in the promo as Noah Centrino as Adam Smasher, Sarah Sashi as Adriana Tomez, or Cyclone and Quinez Swindle. Uh, oh, Quinez Swindle is Cyclone. What is the other guy? I know. Which ones are the sci fi names and which <laughs> ones are the real names? I don't know. But Cyclone is definitely a character of the Legion of Heroes uh, or uh, Legion of America. Anyway. That's amazing. She works the third stage on Wednesdays. The promo video <laughs> titled "The World Needs Heroes." That's in kilts. <laughs> Probably a different person, I'd imagine. And restart that World Needs Heroes video there. It also featured a sneak peek of other upcoming DC films, which include The Flash, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, and The Batman. Um, while details surrounding the plot of Black Adam are unknown, Warner Brothers did confirm that Centrino, Brosnan, Hodge, Swindle, and Saha will all appear in the film as the Justice Society of America. Potential costumes were only briefly teased during the fandom, and now we get our fir first full look at all of them. Um, we see Black Adam looking boss. We see a full-on flash with that new suit. Obviously, some drop-down visors, okay. some scenes from the Batman, but we also get some Hawkman here. There you go. Black Adam, Dr. Fate looking awesome, Cyclone and Atom Smasher. Also, Pierce Brosnan outside the Dr. Fate, which is big because that's like scheduled time. Dr. Fate consumes a lot of that man's schedule. So, there's a lot of good things in this trailer for the future of what we're getting in 2022. Um, which of these projects, old man, are you most excited about? Because Black Adam, I'm getting more and more excited the more we see I'm, about I'm, it. I'm, in, I'm, I'm on the Black Adam train. Like, that. that's... That's what I want to see. But also, we haven't seen 
a lot. We haven't seen like a good full trailer. We saw that teaser trailer for Flash, but we haven't seen a good full trailer for Flash. So they're kind of being yeah, coy here. I'm, but I, I'm I, I'm still going with Black Adam. I'm really that's, excited that's for Flash because they're rumoring Flash to be rebooting the DC extended universe and maybe well, converging he's the it only all. one that could technically do it. Exactly. Well, I mean, he's the only one that does it in the comics all the time. So, you know, it's a, there's only one man that is good enough for this job. Thank you, Barry. Just keep running and don't fuck up the timeline too much. But I'm really excited about a lot Hold of on. these projects. The Batman. Question. Yeah. Is this Hawk guy the same guy from Space Ghost? No. It's a different Hawk guy? There was a Hawk guy in that one, I remember. Different Hawkeye. Different Hawkeye? Okay. Yeah. This guy keeps getting regenerated into different lives, and he and his wife have to constantly fall back in love with each other. And they're a race of pretty much like Klingon bird people. But that sounds, embar- <coughs> that sounds horrible. The Batman got the AMC Authentication, which is a film school uh, kind of title, which says that you're boosting the uh, film uh, and you know, culture with that film. The last superhero title to get it was Joker, which I use that term superhero title loosely, but Joker was the last one to get that. And this is even before we'd seen the movie. It's already said that people are already saying raving about the film. Um, they don't care about the three hour timeline. And they are saying that now like Joker, this is something that you would want to study if you're a film student. So, a lot of big hope for that, and that's March 4th. When we don't have very long to wait for that. I'm really excited for that, especially since they're focusing on the detective style. And Robert Pattinson recently came out and said that in a, the, a Batman movie sequel, he would love to take on the Court of Owls, which I think would be perfect for that Batman. If you're focusing on detective work, oh, yep. that would be the perfect story. I mean, where you would go after that, I have no idea. But Court of Owls well, that, is a great right after right after you, right after the Quarter Owls, you could start introducing like Green Arrow. Mm. You could start introducing that, you know, the building of the Justice League in the new universe. You could do it you yeah. do it slow burn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would I would introduce, you know, Green Arrow and then maybe uh, you know, you know, get get some more Catwoman time. Because Green know. Arrow was Batman, but he really didn't mind maiming and injuring people <laughs> with arrows, you know, possibly killing. I don't know. I haven't really read too much Green Arrow. So you have the vigilante and you have the one that wants to do it by the book, but also a vigilante. So you would have those two those two uh, arcs clash heads initially. Yeah. yeah, that'd be that'd be a good movie. That would be a good singular movie. See, I would see something like that as like the middle movie. To where you got like Batman, Green Arrow, and then like a big villain being Deathstroke or not? Yeah, Deathstroke. Um, and having him hunting the Batman, and then Green Arrow being yep. involved in that—that that would be a nice, solid film. Add in like I don't know somebody else, a B-list villain to kind of fill out that kind of role as uh like oh it's a writ- initially this person, and they come back in the end because the villain hires them for a specific point. No, I would do Gorilla Grodd for that movie. Ooh, that'd be good. Because Gorilla then Grodd. it would take both both it would take both uh, people's intellects in order to to defeat Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, but Gorilla Grodd's more of a flash villain to where like 
Green Arrow really doesn't have very good villains. And Batman, he has his rogues gallery, but you could kind of, I don't know, you could mix a bunch of different people. I I like these Batman movies just being like standalone rogues gallery kind of uh, films. But like to, to end the movie, you would have Flash coming in and saying that he just reset the timeline and then Gorilla God's gone. Or, or a really good Mr. Freeze movie, like akin to the animated series, <laughs> like the origin story of Mr. Freeze. I forget the, uh, the name of the episode, but it was still, it was like one of the most accurate Mr. Freeze tellings. And it was so beautiful of a story. Um, and it was Batman, the animated series when the interrupt, when they introduced, Oh yeah, it. no, I remember that. It was so yeah. good. I forget the name. Don't of the call film. it Batman. Call it. Uh, what was his name? Victor. Oh, what if they just did a fucking Mr. Freeze movie? They just yeah, call it Victor Freeze. Fuck or, Batman. Or Freeze. Do Victor, they do that Joker what, what's treatment. What's his name? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, that no, shit. No, the, the, the... Patrick Vic, Stewart? No, Victor... Uh, Victor Mr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze's his name. Victor... Um, Victor Freeze. Oh, his last name was Freeze? That's yeah. amazing. Well, Free... Freeze, but... Oh. Yeah, Victor yeah, Freeze. call it Victor... The Victor Freeze movie. I mean, people scratch their heads. I mean, once he got cryogenically frozen and needed to I mean, be once in sub below temperatures, it would kind of be fog. You're gonna get it. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you do the you do the the, the flash that says like it says Frice, and then then you see the ice come in and it says freeze. And then yeah. oh yeah, yeah. There you go. That's the that's the tie in. Yeah, we got a great that's marketing team here. Yeah, and then it's just that origin story of Mister Freeze, and you and can have you a Batman see, cameo in that. You see the halo. You see the like the the circle halo where like the corners of the peripherals of the camera start getting iced over. Yeah. And then it go, it zooms in on him saying like how he became that way. Yeah. And you can have like Batman in there and he can be a uh, segue to another movie. Yeah. Well, and you don't Batman to... like Batman. He Just could be putting cameo here and like there. Batman could be putting uh, Mr. Freeze in a cell, but then it just pans back seeing like his origin yeah. story. It's like a flashback kind of. Yeah. And then you see. So you, yeah. you treat the entire have, bulk of the movie as a flashback. Yeah. And you only have Batman in that initial I'm dropping you off scene. And then yep. after that, That's the flashback, it. maybe a cut in for like a, an Arkham like redemption kind of I'm trying to rebuild my life kind of arc to where he's mm-hmm. learning life as a prisoner and remembering that, damn, we made a really good movie. For all your marketing needs, you go over here to contact us, pj.com. <laughs> we got great ideas. You know, we, we, we clean yeah. up nice. We do clean up nice. We yeah. clean up nice. All we ideas do radio are copyrighted rules. by Projangers and Wallhangers, LLC, pjandwh.com. Please contact us, and we'll, we'll help you flesh out the story. Thank yeah, you very this, much. Look at this chrome dome, man. I, I, I clean up nice. I look good. But... Uh, another thing, well, that doesn't look good, ironically, is this next story for Netflix. Not really. But N- Daredevil and other Marvel shows will be leaving Netflix next month on March 1st. Good. I knew you'd say that. And they're going to Disney? I don't know. Because in the short term, they are Netflix property as much as they are a Disney property. As in turn, it is a Netflix original, but the, it is a Marvel property. So most likely it just goes into the ether. 
So Marvel's live-action superhero series are leaving Netflix starting February 28th. Well, if Disney won it in the divorce, then they should put it on their website. Yeah, Polygon has confirmed. The six shows that originally premiered on Netflix, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, The Punisher, Iron Fist, and The Defenders, now come with an advisory at the top left corner that they will soon be leaving the streaming service. Yeah, I noticed that. Sources confirmed to Polygon. So, you have 13 days to buy the Blu-rays before they become collector's editions. Yeah. That's what that means. Okay. I mean, essentially, you have Netflix. They did the best with what they had when they made those shows. And they were great shows. I loved Daredevil. The first, I loved the first three shows, oh, yeah. uh, like, the, like Daredevil... Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. That's when that's when the partnership between Disney and Netflix was at its prime peak. Yeah. You saw it kind of trail off in season two of Luke Cage and then all mm-hmm. of the Iron Fist, of course. And then you know, Defenders was just Iron Fist. Jessica uh, you know, Jones 1.5. season one was amazing. Season two was uh, and then was season good. three and then season just kind of forgetful. Um Very. So they all kind of petered Freeze out. These are hard. Yeah. They petered out, though. But I mean, Yeah, Marvel Valve knows seems... that. Valve knows that answer. Threes are hard. Look, man, Marvel seemed to donk it on Spider-Man 3, okay? Because it's the third, It's I think it's the her, third highest domestic grossing film ever. Okay. Yes. It beat out Avatar. So they seem to donk that three. Is the Avatar people cry? I mean... You know, Michael Jordan, tongue out, ah, like, slam dunk that shit. So, I kind of think they may have an idea here. With Daredevil being introduced, uh, Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio being introduced in the MCU, I th- I see this as a logical choice. As soon as they got the, we heard they were getting the rights back, I just automatically assumed that eventually these shows would be leaving Netflix. Oh, yeah, it was just a matter yeah. of time. Yeah. You know, they might make you wait a while, but they should put them up on their site. You know, well, you know, Blu-ray just to make it available for purchase. You know, oh yeah, they have to do that for a while. I mean, it's even if they have to like continue to give Netflix credit. For, Most of them were good, like creating that series. I could see them putting it back or like putting it up on Disney as like its own little tab under Marvel. But we said we said this multiple times. In the era that we're in now, like if you we're going like eight years back when these shows were hitting the platform on Netflix. So, so Grand Theft Auto Five. Essentially. So look at look at the streaming services now. They both win if they just put it out on a platform. They both win because they both make money from it. Now, if they work out a deal where it stays on Netflix, they can get a back-end deal with Disney. Great. If Disney wants to put it on Hulu, then both Disney and and Netflix get a cut. It's just they both win if they don't let the property go into the ether. Now, Netflix can win now. Netflix isn't losing all of its Marvel content, though. Um, It also seems they are able to keep uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and a few animated series like the X-Men and Lego Marvel don't have the same message, which could be meaning they're safe for the moment. So, 
some Marvel content, like the animated series and stuff, you you could find them else places rather than just at Disney Plus um, or elsewhere. But it's a different. It's a definite. It it was a matter of time before it happened. You know, you would have had to think you were crazy if you thought they were going to stay on there forever. Crazy, like our next story. But you know, everyone's crazy. That was a good segue. Thank you, Connor. Um, <clears throat> we got here, Moon Knight shows us Oscar Isaac losing his mind in this new Super Bowl, Super Bowl trailer. Um, we also see Mr. What, Moon. What the, what the hell was that? 30 seconds? No, it's not 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, it is 30 seconds. It's a commercial. Um... A good chunk of the trailer is Oscar Isaac's Mark Spector losing his mind. He's having trouble differentiating dreams from reality, seeing hallucinations, and even acts confused when someone calls him by his name. We also briefly see Ethan Hawke's Arthur Harrow and an amusing moment where Isaac is surprised to find himself holding a gun. The trailer is also includes more of Moon Knight in this uh, full costumed glory than we have ever previously viewed. You get a whole seven seconds of it. Well, you know, it's more than we got. And <laughs> even him using his crescent-shaped weapon. At the very end for two seconds. Yeah. So, it's coming March 30th, man. We don't gotta wait that long. Oh, is that all? Even his cape right there, you see it's shaped like a moon. A crescent moon. It's cute, mm-hmm. you know? Um, unlike everything else about the show, which is gonna be very Fight Club psychotic. Uh, Moon Knight is created by Doug Moniak of Harley Quinn and Young Justice, who also co-wrote the series with Jeremy Slater, The Umbrella Academy, and Netflix's Death Note. We won't hold the last one against him. The series will be directed by Mohamed Duba, uh, Diab, uh, and directed by duo Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead of Synchron- Synchronic. The series' first season is set to include six episodes, which will be released weekly on Disney+. Plus. So, Moon Knight, it's looking good. You get the Mr. Moon. You get a lot more of the little things that we're going to be seeing in this series, which is very nice. Um, we see a good promise from this, and I don't want them to show us too much. That's the No, thing less I is like. more definitely with this, because it has to do with a lot of... Um, I mean, you know, we could leave it to the person with the degree in the room, but it has to do with a lot of mental psyche um, things. And you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to show too much of the visuals. But with, with that mental psyche, you also have, you can't show too much of the story. You can show key little clips and stuff like they're showing, and that'll really hit. But showing off like costumes and, you know, like could also weapons. be a big swerve. Because we know how Marvel is with, like, they could just say it was a mental break and it was, like, that part of, like, a different part of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, you never know what they're going to do, especially with the multiverse, because this next story also has fans scratching their heads. Because we see the thumbnails in this last story, but Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer drops during the Super Bowl. There we go. Now you may begin again, please. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness drops oh, a trailer fucking, during the Super Bowl. Scroll good. the fuck down. We're going for the trailer. 
Motherfucker! Damn it! Go away! <laughs> oh my god. That's so, hilarious. <laughs> there's no there's, way we have to keep six it. Damn it. Ads there's no advertisement. Hits you. There's no advertisement, I swear to God. Oh god. Here we go. Doctor Here, Strange. Doctor Strange. They're with stuff. So the mo- the movie is set after the events of Spider-Man No Way Home and Avengers Endgame. In an official synopsis for the movie reads, after the events of Avengers Endgame, Dr. Stephen Strange continues his research on the Time Stone, but an old friend turned enemy puts an end to his plans, causes Strange to unleash unspeakable evil. Dr. Strange will confront a mysterious new adversary in the film. The movie stars Benedict Cumberpatch in the titular role, uh, Chiwetel Ijwafor, Elizabeth Olsen, Benedict Wong, ex-child Gomez, Michael Stunberg, and Rachel McAdams. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) It's directed by Stan Raymond. Whew, but in this trailer, what has nerds freaking out, here you see Mordo saying, I'm sorry, Steven, but you really fuck shit up. You got to pay for this shit. And here we see him being carted off by robots. And here, multiple chairs and the voice that sounds so very, very much like one Sir, Mr. Sir Patrick Stewart, Mr. Charles Xavier himself which has fans believing we may actually see a version of the Marvel Comics Illuminati. Right here, we see a person with kind of Captain Marvelous powers. People are surprised. Are, uh, a big giant eye trying to kill everyone. Yeah, they're, they're uh, saying it may be... Um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Superior Ted. Iron Man as the uh, Tom Cruise Iron Man or Monica Rambeau as her version, a multiverse version of Captain Marvel. There's a bunch of different... It kind of looked like a Captain Marvel power. That we see kind of like a zombie strange, maybe even null strange kind of power. There's a lot of different stuff. The other thing that I saw is that the strange we see is not superior strange. It is like a, a different strange. I forget the exact name, but during the Super Bowl, the actual uh, closed captioning called him something different. Called him, you looking for some strange? No, it wasn't looking for some strange. <laughs> looking for some strange in the multiverse of The kids madness. were like, Daddy, what does that mean? <laughs> my, yes, I like my, I like my uh, strange. Uh, you sliced thin there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Strange slice, slice thin. Order up. Um, Prosciutto. Here you go. <laughs> it, looks, it, looks, it looks good. But Just looks, another menu item. There's a bunch of different characters that may be dropping, which could be quick cameos just to help the plot along. Um, we're getting... This is the perfect movie to have a plethora of characters. Like, more than Endgame level. And it still works and be fine. As long as it all is all cohesive to the story, like yes, tying it's cameo it all, level. it's not it's not anything like large or pivotal. Well, yeah, like what they did with No Way Home. They brought 
all three of those Spider-Men, and they just tried to make a perfect Spider-Man movie. If you're trying to make a perfect Doctor Strange nerdy movie and tie in this multiversal theme, mm-hmm. having all these different actors that play different titular roles that we are familiar with only makes sense to have them cameo here. Because there's also rumors of the Morbius uh, universe Spider-Man being Tobey Maguire. And that being a whole series of movies and stuff. Because we saw... I thought that one, was going to be Andrew Garfield. Well, no, but if you remember, in the one trailer for... The first trailer for Morbius, he's walking down that one alley, and there's a Sam Raimi version of Spider-Man graffitied on the wall with murderer over it. That is what really leads me to believe that makes sense for a, a Tobey Maguire universe Spider-Man. Especially okay. since he's weathered. He kind of just seemed like that... That guy that knew he fucked up, but he sees his younger self in those other Spider-Man. So you, there's that kind of like Spider-Man, but a different spider than what we know kind of story that you could tell. Especially with the whole murderer. Like, you got to explain that shit. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> especially yeah, since Tobey Maguire stopped Tom Holland Spider-Man from murdering. The Green Goblin. Yep. Like, having that, like, oh, no, that's a lesson, and making that a movie in that universe would be really fucking dope. And I think that's a a level that we're able to explore now because Marvel took on that job of introducing the multiverse in a level that... Effectively. Effectively. Palatable for everyone. Yep. I agree. Not everything can be palatable for everyone. Uh, don't make me go back to CNN. Like this next story. Nobody wants 60% of the truth. <laughs> That's true. I'd have a lot of, oh, we're back there again. No, you went to the same story. <laughs> oh, thank, thank God. We, we, uh, it's we're off CNN. Story. We're on to the liberal polygon, which is, of course, return to Middle Earth. Much better. In Amazon's first Lord of the Rings the Rings of Power trailer. So the teaser, waste no time reintroducing viewers to the lush fantasy setting many know from Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. Stone Rock uh, coastline cities, wanderers in the in the wild, robe-wearing elves, which kind of sounds a lot sexier than they probably intended. Uh, stone-breaking dwarves, galloping horses, and mighty battles appear as a young woman's voice says... There's wonders in this world beyond our wondering. Wandering. And they're totally wondering what the wondering is, and I'm going to go wonder. Wandering Wanderers. I don't know. It sounds like a band. It may be a, a bard band in uh, Middle Earth. You never know. Yeah, and I'm going to go wander down. Nick Did they ask hills. why? No. Just wonder what happened. Wonder, <laughs> wonder, wonder. Don't you ever wonder. They put all their wonders in a ball, and then they encase it in chocolate and sell it. What do you oh, need? They're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but while this footage seems to be saying, here, have a sword, an axe, and a bow, it still doesn't tell us much about who those weapons belong to. So. No, no, they don't, they're not going to tell you that. They we at least watch. get some nice scenic shots, Okay some different things in this trailer which it's looking very lord of the rings i mean um style wise it looks great it looks like they spent a lot of money on it um and we're getting it in september september 2nd 
So this, this is, is also a series. what they did with your COVID money. Yeah. This is a series that we're going to be getting um, this year. And it's part of that content. Mandalorian, they're saying that's going to be right after uh, Obi-Wan. So we're getting a lot of this content. We're going to get now. This, this year is going to be just as power-packed as last year was, if not more so. So we'll have to see but how it's the my content and I want it out. now, you know, fans have waited until uh, for decades for this, but they only have to wait until September 2nd for this season to drop where you'll get the first eight episodes in the season and it'll premiere on Amazon Prime video. Uh, the second season has already been greenlit, so you don't have to worry about that. It's a plus idea, I guess, is the overall idea, uh, point that I wanted to make. Rings of power. We're, we're going to do a much better ad segment this week. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have different rings, all right? Maybe onion rings. Empanada rings. You never know. The one empanada ring of power may be at your next catering uh, or event where you go to Facebook.com. I forged the mozzarella ring. That's backslash a P L U S tri state where you can book a plus catering and events for your next uh, event, office party, whatever you need, man. They will cook up the whatever most delicious need, delicatessens and give you the uh, interesting, uh, inventive, and delicious designs that they think up. So check them out over on Facebook. Book them down and then say thank you for all the delicious food. So in our next story, he'd probably have them make chili dogs, honestly. Because uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie drops a Super Bowl trailer with Knuckles on a warpath. Holy shnikey. Yeah. So Knuckles is on a warpath. Heads are tails. Yeah, no, it's an ad for their whole thing here. Um, I do like the look of Knuckles. They have that fur look. It's looking really nice. It's he's looking just like from the uh, from the games. Um, we see James Marsden, Cyclops himself, not as Cyclops. That'd be weird. Um, That'd be an interesting crossover. It would. It Jim would. Carrey telling Knuckles to work smarter, not harder. Like it just looks like. Such a good movie. I love that they have the fucking plane in it. April 8th. So, once again, won't have long to wait for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, it looks great. So, uh, you know, Jim Carrey as uh, Dr. Robotnik being more involved in the Chaos Emeralds, which ah, is getting more in the lore, excellent. which is so great. Involving Knuckles in there as the anti-hero. And the thing that I really liked is a story that I saw right before we went live, which is there's a Knuckles TV series announced for Paramount+. Plus. Details on the new series is still sparse. But Sega offered up some initial details about the future of Sonic the Hedgehog not long after Paramount made the announcement. Uh, they said, we are delighted to announce that the third Sonic theatrical film and the first live-action Sonic series for Paramount Plus are being actively developed. Uh, we've got a remarkable partnership with Paramount, and we are excited to continue expanding the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise with them, which means cha-ching, cha-ching, in 2022. 
is shaping up to be a significant year for the franchise, and the second film will be releasing this April, as well as Sonic Frontiers, the highly anticipated video game title coming this holiday. Sonic has been beloved by fans across the world for over 30 years, and we look forward to the continued uh, continuing to bring memor- uh, memorable moments and experiences f- uh, to them for many years to come. I'm excited. Two yeah. big things to pick up from that. Uh, one, we're getting Sonic Frontiers this year, which is kind of cool. Um, but two is that we're not we're not only are we getting this Knuckle series, we're also getting a third Sonic movie. So maybe we add in what was her name, Amy, uh, the big O f- from Sonic Adventures on GameCube. Like we go into the whole like Sonic family. Do we go Knuckles deep? In, in the Sonic family, giggity. Don't don't add too many people at once. No, that that's an episode of Maury. So um, not, so not quite risky. <laughs> just keep it knuckle yeah, steep, like, sure. light. You know, just wiggle them around a little bit. See where the story goes. Tails, Knuckles is not your father. <laughs> you could lose a ring. Right? <laughs> but I think that. It only makes sense after the first film made $319 million worldwide at the box office that they're going to say second and third helping, please, as well as a TV series because, hey, them Marvel guys are doing really well at that. It's like these people are realizing, you know what? That old ass idea that you could just have a movie and then a TV series really complimenting each other kind of bad checks out. Hold on, I have to go to just these three guys to make TV? Yeah, that's it. Wow. Three guys, five channels, that's almost a porn. But it's something that there's a lot of promise in the industry, especially for video game franchises. And Sonic the Hedgehog, the first movie, it kind of it didn't break the mold. It solidified that broken mold, I would say. It proved it, that it, it, it didn't shattered have to be the a glass sh- ceiling of video game movies. Let's just call it that. I wouldn't even say that it shattered it. It just proved that you can do it because it already we already had other video game movies do well before Sonic. Yeah, but you had so you had that just like made Ryan it a Reynolds commercial made success. Detective Pikachu. Like Ryan Reynolds made Detective Pikachu. So let like that is the asterisk on that movie. Even though the movie was good, it wasn't great, but Ryan Reynolds made that you movie. You still tuned Where's, in for Ryan Reynolds. This, I tuned in for Pikachu. You I don't know what the fuck you people are You watching. didn't tune in for James Marsden. A Pikachu no, and did. a Charmander in, and I'm happy. In Sonic, the, in Sonic the Hedgehog. You did not tune in for James Marsden. You tuned in for the Hedgehog. Yeah. To where I can see that distinction. I can see that distinction, but still, Sonic was the first thing to really do the 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 premise right because Sonic as a story for a game really didn't go anywhere besides hedgehog hated by doctor that makes robots. It was a very complicated story. And then orphan Fox that hangs around with them because two tails, the emotional he flies around. Why not? But you, they built on that in the animated show for Sonic. Which then you found out that Tails wasn't his real name. It was Miles. And only, you know, Sonic knew that, but his fake family didn't. His it, last it was name was In the animated show, Jaleel White was the voice of Sonic. 
Oh, get the Urkel fuck out himself. Of here. Oh, oh that is cool. such a nice pull. That is an awesome. That's an awesome little thing there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Urkel with Sonic. Yep. That make that makes so sense now that I hear that. I'm waiting yeah. in my head. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that makes so much sense. So we'll have to see if Sonic the Hedgehog two will actually shape up to be as good as the first, if not better. In theaters April eighth. Um, one movie that will be popping up onto your TV screen will be this next story because Netflix is making a. Bioshock movie story, but above that, it should be. It's about all I have to say about this. It's about time. And it's kind of ironic about this story because yesterday I booted up Bioshock Infinite for the first time in four years. That's such a good story. It is such an amazing story. It's a much better story than the first one. The first one will make a much better movie. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I loved the first movie, but I'm that person who is very e- or uh, who's very easily entertained by yeah. a premise like this. See, I I love I I the first one will always be near and dear to me, only because Nostalgia. I'm a sound like I'm a yeah. sound buff. Like I love like those little creaks yeah. and stuff like that. And now with my sound system. I'm hearing it again, but like people talking behind me and around me and in front of me. And like, and it's just amazing to experience it again. Would you kind with a, with a new perspective, you know, and going through that. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the pleasures of gaming is going back to an old uh, title. A man chooses a slave obeys. I remember (laughs) the first time that I went back and I like, I replayed fable after a long time. And I still mm-hmm. loved it. Like, yeah. that kind of lo- deep-seated love for a game. Like, Bioshock had that same feeling when I went back and played the original and even Infinite. Um, so good. It was, like, uh, Ultimate Wall Janger Moisel Robinson, his brother, Brennan. He uh, he turned me on to Bioshock. Because Moy was like, nah, man, Brennan's on this game. Bioshock, man, this shit is fucking crazy. And I got on it. You have to look at the IPs during that year that Bioshock came out. That was fighting your attention. Assassin's Creed, Bioshock, Mass Effect, all within the same time frame. And then a couple months later, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4. Yeah. So, like, it was all within that same time period. Yeah. That was a killer fucking Christmas season for the the wallet. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was, but you you had all those great games. And, you know, you look back on it nostalgically, and Bioshock was, they had, Bioshock 1 and Infinite were probably the best in the franchise because. Yes, you could skip <sighs> over two very easily. Yeah. yeah, I didn't finish it. I really didn't finish two. I, I finished it. It was an, like if two was, came first, it would have been an okay story. But you one? had one that was just like this top tier, like molded, like perfect story. Well, two is the one where you became, became the big daddy. big daddy. Yeah, yeah I finished correct. that one. You became a big daddy at the end, and that was neat, I guess. Well, the original Bioshock was interesting because it had that simplistic choice situ- situation where. You saved the little sisters, or you killed them, and harvested them yeah, for yeah. energy. Yeah, I think you could do that as well. But 
That was the first one, the to, one. to where it was, hey, we're going to have this choice system to where your ending's going to be different, whether you're a, a psychopath or a nice person. <laughs> I think the second one had that shit online. Yes. The, the it had the horrible online. online. It was, I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it. I did. I did. It was okay. I had some good times. It was it was all right. And you had that your you could build your character, change your mask, look like one of those little psychopaths running around that city. Um it had that yeah, kind slicer. of it, yeah. it, it 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 didn't have staying power that it wanted to though. And that's yeah. where I think Big Brother is saying that if they took this as and imagined it in its own film universe, they're doing and so took well. it segmentedly, like yes, this Bioshock, boom, this is it, and then we're gonna go to Infinite. But also with this, they mentioned in the uh, article here, if I don't stop randomly scrolling, um, that there is still another um, Bioshock game. At works for Cloud Chamber Studios and 2K. So there is a new Bioshock game in the works. We already speculated. I'd love that for them to go to the moon. Because you did under the water, in the air, why not in outer space? But then that's pretty in much dirt. That's pretty much outer worlds. Like where do you go outside of that? Fallout in a vault? Mm-hmm. You no, know what I mean? Um... Center of the earth? Do you go center of the earth theory? Like that. Out of so you you've had you've yeah. had in the water you had you you've had rapture okay no you had you've had Columbia sea. yeah you've had Columbia yeah. so what about Maxwell House what about Antarctica uh what if you do Savage Lands or Atlantis like I mean. Well, that was Rapture was Atlantis, but if you do Savage like Rap- Marvel, Rapture was Atlantis. Like you have to look at if you how, but look at it this way: if you do the Marvel treatment of the Savage Lands, which we also saw in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer, we did. Um, if you take Bioshock but Savage Lands, you do it that way. But you, then you're just creating Far Cry. Yeah, but in Antarctica, in that point, why don't so you have to look at like the. How they how they percepted the stories between, you know, Bioshock One and Infinite. Well, you could say is, that, that Atlantis there was were Rapture parallels. and Columbia was uh, were, Mount Olympus. There were so, reflections of of certain like like this. The Infinite was a reflection of the air. For a while, everyone was fascinated with with so, airplanes and everything that flies. And yeah. Like, Pictures of like but my favorite is the look at the timeline though. The, the timeline was the same. The tank with the, the helicopter exact... was the fucking best. Yeah. Yes, but the and timeline was... was the same. So like when when you went into Bioshock in in 1912, you were underwater. Yeah. When sort you went like to the, Columbia um... in 1912, you went to the air. There were parallels as far as like hitting the same beats having these same fuck you moments, having these same head trip moments at mm-hmm. the same time. You have to have that same parallel. In order to make Bioshock, it's, it has it's, to be it's multiversal continuity. You have to have that political satire in it as well. Correct. Yes, Art Deco style. You know, and, because uh, you had the Marxism of Rapture. You had Columbia. I don't know. That was crazy. Which I love how they I love how they made the United States 
constitution as its religion. Yes, capitalism. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I mean, fuck it, man. Go go crazy with with the next game. I think the moon, or even if you're going with like uh, that kind of theme of <clears throat> cities, you could go. What what else is you take? Uh, Columbia's like Mount Olympus, right? You take uh, uh, Rapture as Atlantis. Yep. Got to have the underworld, Hades. So go under underneath. Go have fall. like a, a, a sewer type of world. A sewer or even cavernous to where there's that one cave uh, in that one country, I forget the name of, to where it has its own climates, it rains, it's like its own fucking biome. You could do something like that. I think that'd be dope. I I would love a Bioshock that goes backwards in time. Like, let the timeline go reverse. Not necessarily go back, like, go So you're not saying time fuck, like, infinite. But just go Correct. in reverse. Benjamin yeah. Button. Do you have to walk backwards the whole time? No, no. But, I mean, they could they could probably th- figure a way to do that. That would be a, kind oh, of like a weird mental okay. mind. It sounds, like like, it, it sounds like an easy idea. So just now figure just it out. figure it out. That's fine. They'll figure it out. <laughs> Somebody else is figuring something out. Well, it's the, this genius in the next story. Because Star Wars... VHS tape expected to sell for $60,000 at auction. And before you go dusting off your rickety, old, dusted, beat-ass Star Wars tape thinking you're going to make $60,000, listen to the fucking story, all right? Now, while you're rooting through those boxes, Auction House Golden is hosting an online sale featuring a handful of vintage VHS tapes, to where they actually have pictures of the VHS uh, tapes down below. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. One of which is 1984's first release of Star Wars. The copy includes the gray tape head, the first edition stereo only red label, and a 1984 sleeve. And first edition CBS Fox watermarks. There are also two other 1984 Star Wars VHS copies for sale. The seal uh, uh, a, and a sealed copy of the Star Wars 10th anniversary original trilogy set. Sealed copy in trilogy case, wow. which is expected to go bet- for between ten to twenty thousand dollars. The auction is set to end Wednesday, February twenty third. While Star Wars was released in theaters in 1977, it wasn't until 1982 that the film became available on VHS for rental only. 1984 became available for purchase. The addition, uh, additional, uh, yeah, the addition for sale was previously sold at auction for 57,600, and this may seem like an absurd amount of money for a VHS, especially considering home viewers already own it, and Hey Disney for the availability to watch it every and it was originally twenty nine. What is that? Ninety eight each. Yeah, each. These VHS copies are exceedingly rare. So, uh, for example, the first edition of a copy of J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone sold for $37,000 at auction last year. On top of that, the original Star Wars trilogy has been edited and re-released countless times, making the original cut the a valuable collector's item where you will, of course, see Han shooting first. Han shot first. 
Hashtag Someone's do saying. not put an RCA VCR. But I really, I appreciate yeah, Don't it. open it. I appreciated this story because it is a nerd that had the forethought of buying two. Yeah. I have one for keys. As always. And one for use. As always. <laughs> and that is how I'm doing this. Star Wars, yeah. And you're looking at like 77 and went out in theaters. It didn't become available for purchase until 84. You already had fans. It was already well in the theaters. You already had a lot of those people. You already went through your yeah, movies. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not like today's era where a movie yeah. like is, sits in twelve weeks in the movie theater and six weeks later it's out on a Blu-ray or yeah, DVD correct. or on a streaming platform. Yeah, it's just one of those things. That Heaven forbid. The beginning of the film era, like when in the eighties, when tapes and you know stuff, home video, home theater was first conceptualized. That's where the streaming services came from, is being able to watch these films, things that people went to school to be able to artistically make that you can watch over and over again. And I remember watching new the in. first set of Star Wars movie on my console TV with the wood frame and everything. Yeah. And then that broke, and I put a 20-inch on top of that. You know? <laughs> you know the, I remember the watching family, it like that. The family, big screen. It was just the biggest TV in the house. It was like a 19-inch, and you were like, wow, man, look, Star Wars. <laughs> Pop that VHS in, watch that, Terminator 2. Not just 19, a tube television. Yeah. Tube. <laughs> Round on the bow, outside. It got warm. It made the room tube. warmer. <laughs> it was so big. <laughs> yeah. It gave you sunburn. <laughs> Although it's still turned on faster than a modern TV. You notice that? Yeah. It was Yeah, it does. That shit was on. It was bam. And you right hear there. that boom. Yeah. And you, you put your hands sound. right on the tube and you felt that static electricity. The glow and the, the static look. Yeah. The, yeah. the the natural degaussing of, of the t of the inner tube of that was the cleaning method. It's called degaussing. It was almost an enchantment, if you will. <laughs> Which of course Oh, you're going with that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I didn't know you were writing that down. Yeah. I was he's, writing like, that. he's like, he, he misunderstood the assignment. No, you were today years old when you found out I was writing that for right now. So, <laughs> if you could enchant one article of clothing for 24 hours, what enchantment? Why? You paraphrased well. I did. He cut like ninety nine percent of what I said. Oh out. my god, he had like a <laughs> legal on, pad bro. stipulation. No, that's your go. You with could that. write that shit into law after he was done, but I just kind of we're just gonna handpick some of these key points that you mentioned here. <laughs> like, well, you know, uh, and then then you got it because with enchantment you have different things. Like, hey, let me increase my strength. Let me increase my agility, my dexterity, you know, my luck. Uh, but you also have magic. Yeah. I would almost segment this into two things just because magic in itself is like a whole fucking TARDIS of pop possibilities. So okay. the overall kind of like dexterity, luck, strength, you know, uh, agility, endurance. Overall, what kind of what would be your first enchantment that you would want to go for with that and what kind of article of clothing with that to where i would want more like agility but i would want it in like 
like shoes slash socks, you know? So that way you have more agility. You're able to move qu- quicker on your feet. Um, I would also take jeggings with that same ability. My ass would look yeah, great I, in jeggings. I would, I would choose something that I would wear every day. Like, so if, I mean, attach it to a watch. Okay. Or a ring. Like uh-huh. one ring to rule roll. them all. Uh, well, I mean, we're in that vein. Giggity. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like attach it to an item that, you know, you would wear every day. So like in the, I know this is only for 24 hours, but on the off chance that it became longer than that, you would always want to like, that was his on next any thing. given day, you would want it. That was his next thing that he started, the rabbit hole he started going down was like, all right, 24 hours. But like, it starts off with like a level ability one. So that would mean like you have even to if really it was like work it. If you one want... day a month or like one day a week, you just got this and you you just like clothing. You wore this enchanted ring or glove. <laughs> yeah, every day you'd have to re enchant <laughs> your magic glove of uh, This is the magic love this is the magic love of love. If you want it to remain all uh magic like every I day. Get very you'd have to... Hey Annie, are you okay? I get very lucky when I wear this glove. Yeah. <laughs> so if you wanted to be very charismatic with your magic yeah. glove of sparkliness, <laughs> every day you'd have to magic that up, oh! chant that up. Yeah. So to go with the metaphor. Yeah. So essentially, or, or 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 you make you make the item in order to enchant the item and get it to that level, you have to take a a debuff on another ability until you get that to that level. Mm. That that would be like kind of like a messed up. I way thought to of go a perfect it. one would be like Jack Nicholson with his sunglasses. That would be like barter for speech. Yeah, I thought that would be a good one. Like okay, especially no Jack Nicholson in as good as it gets because he's always like he does the little trick with where he lifts up his brow and they fall back back down onto his face. That's like a double buff. Yeah, right there. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, I thought like for what I would use, man. I mean, really, I mean, any kind of like buff on defense or anything like that. For Maybe you, if I you had like a running, fedora. like if you were like a runner and you had like a running jacket, like poof, buff that defense just in case some jackass like poof, hits you with a car, like school enchanted jacket. You'd have that, you know. Minor yeah, but they're hitting right your there. hips, not your not your chest. Well, you, I'm, it's very specific. Look, you just run in a onesie, okay? And you enchant the onesie. You're fine. All right. We'd make it a ring of that protects your whole self. So it'd, have, it'd be like a shield ring. If you want to do yes. it the simple way. Yeah, I got this magic glove. It protects my hand. But that's it. I mean, wow, that's not impressive at all. That doesn't let me run down the street in the enchanted squirtle onesie, though. Ugh. I'm just saying. You get a ring of illusion. Mm. And then, uh, you can there you go. Make them think you're... <laughs> you look like a squirtle if that's your fancy. But, I mean, ultimately, I would probably go for either charisma or speech. And, I don't know, I'd make it like a ring or even like... I don't know, just like a jacket or like a t-shirt or something innocuous that you wouldn't know. Something that like a t-shirt you could wear everywhere and then just kind of be crafty and, you know, just be charming. Like, oh, this is my favorite shirt. 
yeah i would i would make it like a a necklace or a ring or or uh you know something that well, you'd i be would that always wear guy like wearing the necklace like oh where's yeah, the necklace that could be easily concealed a ring is just it's just a ring and no one would notice it like if you made or, a watch, or a watch you know watch you always work. had a watch you'd have to yeah. enchant it every day before long you'd be a although it would have status. to be like an enchanted apple like uh, or apple or android watch so that way it's still a functional like android or apple watch and it's just enchanted we're just, we're just adding the enchantment no, no, whatever yeah. your watch is yeah it's just you like, enchant well, it whatever that it's because only of the, for a day yeah because of the uh the <laughs> apple watch thing but if like for a day you could just whomp, enchant that watch i mean that'd be your enchantment's handy. about to disappear please stand up <laughs> like i would ench- <laughs> that would be that'd be cool if you could switch it because i would do speech or like in increased intelligence for like technological like IT problem solving and then I would just have like a glove that's enchanted with IT and then I would almost be like idle hand man you could just kind of fix that shit that's how it works in my mind at least you would have a compulsion to fix everything though and then you go insane yeah exactly so on the magic side what would be the magic because my my first would be like enchanting a fucking Doctor Strange cloak of levitation. I think like with magic, you'd have to start with like you'd get something random and you'd have to really enchant it every Are day. Are we talking like core it. elements or what? Like just. Uh, like uh, you got illusion, uh, mm-hmm. destruction, uh, what's uh, speech. You can enchant your speech or something. Uh, magic speech. Yeah. I mean, because if you're looking at like, if you're looking at like, like uh, mysticism, like between ice, fire, and electric, of course I would choose yeah. electric because then I wouldn't have an electric bill anymore. Yeah, necromancy. Um, you could choose that if that's what you think. Um, I know we don't think shame here, but um, that would not be my thing. Hey, man, yeah. I got to throw the option out there, you know, for the viewers, um, in case that was theirs. They're screaming at home. No, Please, there, there's no one not. screaming. There. No, <laughs> no one screaming necromancy no, no, might no, be the no, title no, of the podcast. No, <laughs> I mean, uh, mysticism and speechcraft. I mean, those would probably be good in the business world. You know, mm-hmm. as far as like what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if "Would you kindly" was a spell, then oh my, god. oh my god. He just worked at that fucking thing really hard. (laughs) Oh, my God. If Would You Kindly was a magic speech spell, that would be my fucking choice right there. Because holy crap, man. If you're just good with words, people would just do what you want, man. Yeah, it's it's David Tennant and and Jessica Jones. That's what that is exactly. Yeah, it's it's, it's essentially Kilgrave. We want to become Kilgrave. It's it's Kilgrave. That's essentially what that is. Why does it have to get dark? It got really DC dark all of a sudden in this room. (laughs) You know, it was you doing a lot of the talking here. That's a fair point. Justice. Justice. (laughs) Justice Justice has been screamed multiple times. Um, But ultimately, um, Big Brother, what was your choice? I don't think I made one. No, you didn't. I was thinking an interesting one would be luck. So whatever you mm. you'd, you'd want to, you'd have to enchant it like every day to get good at casting it. So it's really good. 
I feel like that would have been Cat's choice too. Would be like luck. like a like a ring, yeah, or something, something yeah. that would last. So every day you enchant it, it gets a little bit stronger. Yeah, like if you're obviously like if you're in a hazardous job environment, like fire protection, or oh my god, around here in the Northeast, how could you not want frost protection? Oh my god! Um, I mean, you're just asking to be Colossus at that point. It's fine, as long as I don't feel the fucking cold. Well, I mean, you know, with a metal armor. If I'm just, like, in negative 32. If I'm in, like, negative 32 degree weather, and I'm just like, oh, how are you? Fine. That would be, that's the perfect spell. Not that I want to be in negative 32 weather, but I could. I mean, you could just be Deadpool. Uh, He still gets cold. He just regenerates. <laughs> and he has to get warm to regenerate there, you know? The cells tend to stop around a certain temperature, you know? That's so the question is, does Wolverine get cold since his body runs at a different temperature? He's Canadian. Well, so is, well. Exactly. You just stopped yourself right there. But yeah, but Canadian. Yeah. I didn't even have to say it. It was just, he's Canadian. And you're like, ah. Yeah, All we're right. just going to park our right. trucks right here, and here's where we're going to stay. Thank you very much. <laughs> now I'm make no, it thank you very much. You may not. Go away now. Thanks. And now it's illegal to give them food. But fuck you. I'm in my truck. I'm not wearing a mask in here. That's not <laughs> what we're saying. You exit the truck, right? Nope. Never. So I never <laughs> exited the truck. I was born in here. I was born... I was born into it and raised in the truck. Okay. My entire <laughs> life has been in this truck. It's really sir. cold out here. You would be ironic because I would have to wear a mask to sound like this, but I don't believe in it. So we'll have to see how that turns out. A lot like this end credit. Um, it went off the rails very quickly. Very quickly. And we as want, my lights shut off. <laughs> we want you to comment and like below. Let us know what your enchantment would be for 24 hours, even if you could build it up slowly throughout the time frame. What would it be? And, of course, we end off this podcast with the thank yous. We want to thank you to Lena Turner, Erica Garcia, J-Bo McNeil, Moy Robinson, Mark Gervais, Matthew Kennedy, and you, Loyal Wooljanger, for tuning in every single week, liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. And, of course, this is none other than a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Buparel, the Matman. In the Projanger box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man. Of course, our omnipotent presence that is one Stephen Buparel, big brother. Wandering around here somewhere, probably sleeping, is our hero of time, Link Diablo. And he's sleeping. And of course, that does not surprise me. <laughs> but we do want you... He had a long night. ...to know we love you, we miss you, we want to see you next week. Until then, game on, Walt Jaggers! Bye-bye! Oh no, we're gonna Let's end talk. it! Oh my god. He talks longer than the music. Bye-bye. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. So, what was that comment say? Was that a person or was that a scam? Do you like a dark light billionaire playboy?
No, no, the dark and light billionaire playboys. Fun. She was talking about uh, Green Arrow and Batman. Uh, see, that's a real comment. There we go. What was that name? Teresa Lowe Williams. No. On the Facebooks. That's awesome. Friend of mine. Awesome. <coughs> the dark and light playboys. Yeah, because uh, Arrow is a lot better of a CEO. Mm-hmm. Than Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne really sucked, man. Lucius was running that shit. There was one comic I saw to where Bruce Wayne was like doing pull-ups off the side of Wayne Enterprises. Like on the helipad, they had like the bar that goes mm-hmm. around the side building. He was just holding on to the bar doing pull-ups. One-handed pull-ups off the you know, side of sure a building. You got time. Might as well David Goggins yep. that shit and get in a workout. Who's going to push the boat? <laughs> What is this guy talking about? What a, what the oh, no. Who's going to carry the boat? Who's going to carry the boat? Yeah. Where's the <laughs> boat, man? I don't know what boat you're talking about. Oh, love David Goggins, though. So fucking inspirational. At a distance. Oh, yeah. No, I would not. I, I mean, like, if he was my neighbor, like, mm, I don't I don't know. I wouldn't make eye contact because that motherfucker no. would want me to run with him or some he, shit. He probably yeah. wouldn't. I imagine he Ooh. wouldn't push. God, I hope not. I am a lazy fucker. Oh. Oh, I know. Uh, so, uh, you want to get us all logged in? We are at 292. 292. <clears throat> Up to date. And, oh, my God, Clits and Kilts is actually the the promo up top on the Luggy and Nutty highlight. I was like, oh, I have to have this on top here. So, you can just <laughs> go right over to Purjangers and Wallhangers. Dot com. Uh, actually, we should probably buy that one, too. Hop on over to pjandwh.com, and you will find right at the up top how we got to Clits and Kilts. Thanks to Kat. I hope she gets off work early enough to hop on the podcast, because that would be great. We could slide in uh, Taco Tuesdays and uh, Roast Beef Wednesdays. <laughs> that would break her. I'm sorry. <laughs> she would log immediately out. I imagine yep, yep. she'd be like, alrighty, folks. Bye bye. Every letter <laughs> but the last letter. Just a spite. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, there, it's all that's typed in. And you know what? I retyped in lug nuts, and it turned out to be it typed out Matt plays when I went back. It does. It does whatever the hell it wants. So type it however I want. It it it's gonna decide. I can fix it. I can fix it. Don't worry. Just we will find out if the title is actually right. But getting my uh, cameras zoomed in a little bit. (sighs) Which um, the um, little Facebook thing I had popped up there which was uh what was the best marriage in the marvel comics universe uh, uh super when superman married batman marvel um is that not marvel no scar uh scarlet witch vision um black panther storm scott summers gene gray or scott summers madeline Pryor. and i was like well that's kind of Falcon unfair Roy? because you ignored Falcon Roy, and yeah, totally. you completely ignored the fact that he's on the list twice, man. You couldn't think of anybody else? Like, you could have did Wiccan Hulkling. 
Like that weird night Could've. between Iron Man and That would have been Rogers. a different matchup because Wiccan Hulkling was a wedding in space and Wiccan was marrying his boyfriend who was, uh, what was he, Chancellor or, or like Supreme Leader of the Galaxy or whatever the fuck they called him? Whatever you want to call it, yeah. sure. He, he was like King of the Galaxy. And it was in space. That's a pretty fucking dope wedding. That is over the two times. Jesus Christ, how many fucking different women has Scott Summers slammed? Why are two of them the best marriages? Nah, man. Obviously, Black Panther Storm is a very big marriage. How could they both be the best? You know? Like, one guy, your, like, he he really killed it on four. that first wedding. You know what? His second marriage wasn't bad either, man. You, you know, but that then wedding? that third marriage. But this guy's really not, he's not good at it. He's really, he hasn't mastered it. Not yet. And Give like Marvel time. characters, there's probably like 27 of them with this guy, right? Oh, man. Uh, Scott Summers, let's see. He, he gets And in like comic years, they've been alive like 500 years. Yeah, you know, deaths, rebirths. Uh, they yeah, killed Wolverine I, once. But they just encased him in Animanium, so of course he was going to come back. Um, they killed him in the future, where it was just a skeleton. Yeah, no, the comic serves a lot of ridiculous shit. So, but we're going to be get, talking about a lot of ridiculous shit today. Yeah, that helps. Let's talk about the ridiculous shit that we have seen. Um, start off with Book of Boba Fett. Left. Um, Season finale of the book. And this is my takeaway, since I always start off, because I'm a loudmouth, and I love to hear myself speak. Um... Yeah. It oh, was, happy birthday to Emma, by the way. Happy birthday, birthday, Emma. Yes. Um, I got you the same thing I did last year, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is nothing. Big bag enough. Actually, I, to- I times it by 3,000. So I got you 3,000 and nothing. That's how much my love yeah, needs. She can't, she can't hear. It's okay. No, she can't hear. Hang on. Call coming in. He'll, he'll let the love know. is there. Um, but call coming in? Oh, his telephone call. Book of Boba Fett. I was really impressed with him. He's on the phone. Yeah, he's a telemarketer. Taxes. Taxes or telemarketer? Neither. Oh, worse. Okay, oh. worse. Mm. <laughs> the smile says yeah. it all. <laughs> so, Book of Boba Fett, what I found amazing about the series was that it was truly like a novel. It was like a book. One punch! One punch! <laughs> Looks like somebody got his bath ready for. Yeah, bed. he did already. But like one punch, it was it's its own story, um, in its play? own way. Yeah. To where with Book of Boba Fett, you're getting an actual novel, almost like Game of Thrones style, where you get a bunch of different characters involved. And I saw one article that said, Book of Boba Fett is good if you consider Boba Fett the villain. Yes, I saw that. I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense because he is the villain in this. And Mando is still that kind of anti-hero, and it's propelling both characters. But you see that in novels all the time where you see a character. It's What is it called Mando's just a personal friend. Yeah, they both got the same armor. They connected the first time they met, you know? like bro. Mando is the gray Jedi of the Mandalorian between Boba Fett and, and his creed. He's like, he's, he's, I call him not That's the gray. best way he's to like describe way, it. Because, way, Because he's not, like, he's seen 
like he's seen Mandalorians that don't like follow like the 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 cultish creed creed of it. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, oh, it's a cult. With, with, yeah, with with, yeah. with Bo-Katan and so that is a trouble. Or uh, that is a what did she say? A worrisome or no? A cautionary tale. Yeah, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah, he's, I'd was, say yeah. he's as Mandalorian <clears throat> as it gets. Yeah. Well, here's my thing: is that a lot of fans also had a problem with uh, the baby Grogu choice. Why is Luke making his students choose? Was what Walt Janger Joe Gilmore said, and then I quoted what I heard from JC, proprietor of Scum and Villainy Cantina in L.A. He's on uh, Fat Man Beyond. And he said to look at it more like Luke is casting away what the old teachings of his jet of the Jedi Order to where nobody asked Grogu if he wanted to be a Jedi. Yeah, that's the way it was done. Bang, you're a Jedi. You get hey, abducted. You're going to love it. And then nah, you didn't have any parents, Jedi Force, all that. And then you just go through the order like, I'm going to be a great Jedi. Luke is now taking the choice that he got when he was on Dagobah. Like, you save your friends or you learn to become the most powerful Jedi. That is it. Here's the thing. Luke said way more than that. Because he, he not only said, like, he said, this guy's going to die soon. And, like, you're still going to be here. You could just do Jedi shit then. Pretty much. He, he did kind of, he, If you go back and listen to what he said, he's yeah. like, it, you're going to live so long. And that's pretty much just what do that, he man. got. Like, uh, that he, JC picked up. And that I really liked that point is that he, Luke is giving his student the chance to go out and save his friends like Yoda gave him the choice to do. And that ultimately made him the Jedi Master he is at that point. Everyone has to walk their own path. So can he's I, giving can I, him can that I, choice. Can, can I throw a little perception of, yeah, we'd of love someone else's Nugget voice. here? Yeah. So Luke's, you know, Luke giving Grogu the choice is still a warped perception perception of what the rules should be because it's his romanticizing of the choice because of the choice that he made Mm -hmm. which we don't know because if you look at if this falls in line with the last jedi you look at complete full circle of like giving his students a choice also turned ben to kylo ren yeah, but this is also what well, I what well, I feel they're well, doing with know, the TV series is Luke, they're giving it the chance to flesh out how did we get to Force Awakens? You know, Luke was also or about how, to, how does how does Force Awakens not even exist after this? Well, Luke was about to put the beat down on Kylo Ren, and that sort of that was the I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back there. <laughs> like I think there's a lot you can do with this to either connect the two stories or. Uh, just you know, redo it over. But I, I, I still think multiverse them away. I still think that that's kind of a cop out, you know, to where connecting the stories is so much harder. But you can do a lot more with it in the long run. And the fact of the story is that's what Star Wars is about: is a deep interconnected story, right? And more importantly. It's an it's a very expensive puppet. We're gonna film the, the puppet. Oh yeah, 
Obviously, you have any idea oh. how much we paid for that? Thing? It's not going to sit on a shelf now. But then again, that seven, explains seven thousand dollars. That explains <laughs> how Grogu is not in the temple when it is burnt down. He's out doing fucking yeah, and we all shit, know bro. How that school ends, but there's a great video game in the middle somewhere. But there. then you can have Grogu kind of like picking up after Luke f- fell off, and then like we all know, like these Jedi do not know what the fuck each other are doing in that galaxy. You got Callan out there somewhere. You got fucking, you know, you had man. Maybe we'll actually see a true, uh, true gray Jedi. Maybe we'll see Obi-Wan turn into, or not Obi-Wan. Mace Windu. Obi-Wan is Mace Windu turning into that. Now, they also announced, uh, like, the release window. It's just, like, May 25th, June 1st. So, Obi-Wan is going to be in that beginning summer block. So and you then, mean to tell me that we're we'll be going Mando. to Comic-Con when that's dropping? I mean, you Because it's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, you may be, yeah. Okay, you might. We all are. Oh, I might have to work. That's a, that's a shame, son. You're not fucking working. <laughs> so the we'll have to see how that turns out. Uh, Peacemaker. We have we I think we have one more episode of Peacemaker because I believe there's either an eight or I haven't watched a single episode yet because I wanted to just binge binge it. It's almost done. You might as well just start it. You're an old man, and it'll take you a week to finish one episode anyway. So you you're good to start tomorrow. I'm going to just go through most of the episodes anyway. Yeah, it'll take you a while. They're great. But what they did with the last episode was really good for character building on Peacemaker's part. And oh, I really yeah. appreciated that. And once again, there's like a really good heart to heart moment with him and Eagly, which he gets to exploit that I really appreciated. They did they did Peacemaker right because if it with his character, it is so easy to just tip it to like wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you It'd have that like, comedy Oof. aspect, like you're talking about, but there's also like serious character building, and then oh, yeah. they will go right to a dick joke or right to rock, and there's no wrong time to rock, you know. <laughs> and a lot of '80s hair metal, and it's just like a very energetic show, but it's also caring and action packed at the same point because you care about the situation they're in. And how it's an obvious Suicide Squad moment. They have it's them or the world is fucked. Yeah, great writing. So you have this very big threat, but it doesn't lose its comedy, which is what I think that's the flair of James Gunn. Yeah, yeah James Gunn definitely did the, this show solid. <laughs> Not Kevin Gunn. Ugh. Everything. Is hey, Lush. Ah, few know that one. As you were saying before the shameless MMRN credits plug. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like here, subscribe somewhere. Yeah, buttons elsewhere. But um, we got a lot of things nerdy. Um, we got a lot of things nerdy. A lot of things nerdy coming up. I can only imagine that. Hopefully, they're going to have that behind the scenes of uh, making of Book of Fett on tomorrow. Did the that'd be really good. Did you put up the clits and kilts thing? Uh, that was the promo. I went to the end credits for the promo <laughs> last week, so you'll find okay. Podcast 290's promo is the clits and kilts, and it starts Under off... Under new management. It starts off with that beginning of how Cat flubbed into clits and kilts, 
and it was just perfect, and I left it all the way to the end. It, it yeah. is like a two, two and a half minute promo. We got a, we got a copyright that it's quick. on the, it's on the Facebook clits and kilts because the hairy donut was taken quick. Yeah, yeah, someone picked that. Clits and kilts is a little bit more overt. I think that's going to be yeah. harder to sell marketing wise. So I think we're. <laughs> Come I can't, on down I can't there. Imagine what the what what they'd have on the shirt. Come on down to Clits and Kilts for, you know, Irish Wing Tuesdays. Like, what? You know, you're missing a good marketing promo. That's roast beef there, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. Taco. Taco Tuesday. Taco th- Tuesday, roast beef Wednesday. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Lunch meat Thursday. Uh, Ta- what else? Taco and beef. Yeah. It's Friday. Friday steak sandwiches. Oh my god, we can do. We can um, go on forever. <laughs> there's a whole. There's a whole delicious delicatessen spread through. Yeah, yeah. Clits and kilts. I'm it's more than just clits. Ver- food items. There's also f- great food. Uh, like it's uh, like how like people yeah, would say yeah. they try to justify taking you to clits and kilts like they used to do with Hooters. Like, dude, you got to try these wings. The wings sucked. I have no taste, but they tasted fine to me. Like they weren't like you have to go here to try these wings. I mean, it's not like I have no like taste, if you like they, if there was a Hooters and I wanted to eat wings, which sure that's you know pretty frequently, but. Now, I wouldn't. I, just I wouldn't go out of my way to go there. Clits and kilts, though. Yeah, that's the place. You, you. It, it, it's it's like the uh, Michelin five stars. They would at least have a star because yeah. you would have to go out of. Th- that's a place where you want to schedule at least to go stop and see and and get it off your bucket. Right. List. You do realize this isn't a real place. <laughs> You're like really selling. I'm really here. selling this shit, man. They got a Michelin star and everything now. <laughs> Ever since they changed the name from the Harry Donut. Right. This is the next TikTok promo. <laughs> right, you can cut some of that out in the middle there. Dingle Dash yes, doesn't yes, deliver yes, there yes, because the uh, drivers never come out. Yeah. Well, that's well they problem, do eventually, man. just the food's cold. and well, That's the problem when your establishment is too forward-thinking and good. It's a strip club that sells good food. Let's not oversell it. I'm just saying. Call me. Marketing. We can work on the name. But I also want you to work on hitting that subscribe button right there. Like and comment below. Right above my head is going to be the very best Perjangers and Wallhangers video for you. Above our cardboard, Kelly, is going to be every single Triforce podcast in a playlist. And, of course, as our main man, Connor, always says indubitably every week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.